Thank you, Lauren. Great to have you here today leading us. How many of you remember learning to ride a bike if you ever had the opportunity to ride a bike? Anyone ride a bike? How many of you use training wheels when you learn to ride a bike? I as well used training wheels. When we taught our daughter Esther, I think we have a picture of this. When we taught our Esther, we used training wheels. You like that picture and my tiny helmet there? <laughs> Just in case I tripped while I was, you know, helping her on her training wheels. Can never be too careful. Training wheels, they do their job. They, they keep you from falling over, right? But training wheels are also kind of cumbersome. They're kind of loud. They, they, they slow you down. They make it so you can't really turn, you can't really, you know, tilt the bike the way you're supposed to when you make, when you make it a turn. So you just kind of can't wait till the, the training wheels come off and you can finally just ride a bike. And it's such an exciting moment when that happens, right? I think that's a little bit like our passage today that we're coming to. This is a passage that can feel like training wheels, kind of like, yeah, they're important, but let's kind of, if we could just, yeah, get done with that and move on. It's a passage that maybe is a little too familiar to us because we've heard it. It's from kind of our cultural milieu in a way. It comes from Deuteronomy chapter five, and we know it as the Ten Commandments. These Ten Commandments are, Deuteronomy chapter five is the beginning of Moses' second major speech in Deuteronomy. It starts chapter one through four, and then it's the second one. This second one, chapters five through 28, is Moses, all the, really the meat of what does it look like to live as God's people, as these people are about ready to cross in this new land with a whole bunch of other people there, what does it look like to live as God's contrast people, rightly with God and rightly with others? And this law is God laying that out. And this Deuteronomy chapter five is the very beginning of that, kind of kicking it off, setting the tone for, this is what it looks like to live as God's people. And so we're gonna read Verses five, or chapter five, verses one, and then we're gonna to skip to verses six through 21. Verse one says this, Moses convened all Israel and said to them, Shema, hear, O Israel, the statutes and ordinances that I am commanding you today. You shall learn them and observe them diligently. This semester, we are doing that, right? Shema-ing together, listening together, and so let's listen to this word. This word from Moses, from God to us. It's kind of long, but I'm hoping we can shema it together. All right, you with me? All right, thank you. I heard one yes, at least one person. <laughs> I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male or your female slave or your ox or your donkey or your livestock or the resident alien in your towns, 
so that your male and your female slave may rest as well as you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you so that your days may be long and it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, neither shall you commit adultery, neither shall you steal, neither shall you bear false witness against your neighbor, neither shall you covet your neighbor's wife, neither shall you desire your neighbor's house or field or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When you think of the Ten Commandments, what do you think of? I know I think of thou shalt, oh, Steffi knew, right? Thou shalt not. That's what I think. I think of the old King James Version. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not have any other gods that before me. Thou shalt not have any idols. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not. Feels like red light. Red light, red light, red light, red light, red light. Everywhere I look, there's a red light. Feels like a whole bunch of no. Don't do this, don't do this, no this. No other gods, no idols. No use the name of the Lord your God in vain. No work on the this, on this Sabbath day. No, no leaving your family and, 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 and uh, going after your own ways. No murder, no adultery, no stealing, no lying, no coveting. No, 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 no. Red light, red light, red light. Feels like a big list of prohibitions. And I don't know about you, but I don't know with me and with my children, when, when you say no, what, what do you want to do? Well, don't, don't have a cookie. Oh, I kind of want that cookie now. Don't go, whatever you do, don't go through that door. What's behind that door, right? Part of us wants, we hear, see the red light and just want to run it, want to go through it. Or at least maybe it might just feel constrictive, like I've just been fenced in with red lights everywhere. No, 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 no. Okay, I need, I need this way out of here. Give me some way out. Okay, Jesus, 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 um, show me the way out. You know, you're this new covenant thing. That, 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 you know, your way is, your burden is light. Let's just do that way. Let's forget this whole red light thing. I feel kind of burdensome to me. So we look to Jesus, bringing this new covenant, right? And then he comes in, Matthew chapter five, he says, hey, don't worry. I've come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And say, wait a second. That's not what I was hoping to hear. And then he says, well, you've heard it said, don't murder, but I say to you, anyone who hates someone or curses them has actually already murdered them in their heart. You've heard it said, don't commit adultery, but I say to you, if you look at a person lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. I say to you, yeah, or you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies, but I say, pray for your enemies, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So Jesus actually doesn't just, doesn't blow out the red lights. It feels like they're closing in on me. Fence is closing in, and now it's getting even worse because I could get away before with saying, oh, well, you know, I've never murdered anybody. I'm doing okay. But Jesus loads it on. Actually, have you hated someone? 
Have you cursed someone? Ugh. Have you ever looked lustfully at someone? Ugh. And now the fence is closing in. Not only am I, not only am I, am I feeling constricted, I'm feeling guilty because I haven't done these things. And the red lights build up, the burden stacks on. And I wonder, is there a way? What is the way? And then Jesus surprises us, as he often does. Someone asks Jesus, what's the most important commandment? Maybe some of you know it. He answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what's second? Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that doesn't sound like a big no. All these red lights, all these no, 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 no. But Jesus sums it all up with something that sounds more like a yes. How is it that Jesus sums it all up? He says, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Everything I can summarize is actually into this love God and love others. That sounds more like a yes. So I wonder if maybe we're missing something. If Jesus sees this not as a constrictive burden, but maybe a yes, what could we be missing? I'll go back to verse six. Did we miss it? God begins this list with this word. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. This list begins with a gracious yes from God. You're my people. I got you out of nothing of your own doing, nothing of your own merit. I loved you and called you. You're my people. Yes. And we hear in 2 Corinthians that all of God's promises in Jesus, are, in Jesus Christ, all of God's promises are what? Yes. In Jesus, God has given us the greatest yes, not just to the people of Israel here, but to the whole world. God has said yes in Jesus Christ. Yes, you are my people. Yes, come trust me. Yes, you've done nothing to deserve it. Come, be with me. Yes. God has said yes, and then he launches into this list of ways that we live as God's people, with God as God's people. Maybe this isn't just a list of no, 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 no. Maybe it's actually an invitation into the life that we are made for, the life with God and life with others we are made for. Maybe this isn't a bunch of red lights, but an invitation to a better green light. It's like we're sitting, when you see a Hawthorne in division and you just missed the light, you think, oh man, I have to wait here for 10 minutes while this thing cycles through. <laughs> but what happens if you're there at the red light at Hawthorne and you, and you somehow change your perspective and go to the, the division way? What do you see? What do you see? Come on, you guys know. Green light. A big green light. Let's see, you go. a big green light. Not just one, but three. This is a principle I've seen in scripture. Whenever God says no to us, it's always no for the sake of a greater yes. Maybe these no's are for the sake of a greater yes. God's yes to us, what it looks like to live in flourishing freedom with God and with others. Maybe the God of yes is saying, come live in my yes 
with these 10 yeses. Not 10 no's, 10 yeses. Instead of no other gods, maybe it's a yes to the peace and clarity of following and trusting this one God. Maybe instead of no idols, it's a yes to trusting in the living God and his character so we don't have to chase after these other things that we think will somehow make us happy but never do. Maybe instead of not using God's name in vain, it's a yes to sincerity and honesty and respect when we talk about God. Instead of a, 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 a no work, maybe it's a yes to a rhythm of rest, a rhythm of life that acknowledges that we're not in control of the universe, a rhythm that acknowledges God's heart for the flourishing of every human being, of any social class, of all of God's creatures, a yes to that kind of flourishing. Maybe it's a whole bunch of yeses, a yes to our family relationships in mutual respect and self-giving love, a yes to life, not murder, but to life in all areas. Instead of, instead of no adultery, it's a yes to receiving and living into the beautiful gift of being embodied human beings, which includes our sexuality, expressed rightly in God's ways. A yes to that right intimacy and care and love for others that doesn't try to take, but instead gives. Van, y'all can come on up. Maybe instead of no stealing, it's a yes to gratitude for what God has given us. Maybe instead of no lying, it's a yes to living in the freedom of God's truth. A yes to freedom of not having to hide in shame and darkness that lies bring to us. A yes to that kind of light living. And maybe instead of coveting, it's God's yes to us to live in the freedom of rejoicing at the successes of others because we know that God is a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. And so this bike, remember the, remember the bike, the training wheels? I learned with our children that training wheels are actually a terrible way to teach your kid to ride a bike. There's this amazing thing called a Strider bike. River's gonna model it for us here. Strider bike is a little bike with no pedals. And you get on that little bike and you start waddling along as a, he was one and a half when he learned, and you start feeling what it looks like to be on a bike. And then I learned that as parents, you see his next picture, you don't actually grab the, the seat or the handlebars, you grab under their armpits. And you guide them and you teach them how it feels to, to ride that bike. Maybe God's 10 yeses are not training wheels to get in the way we gotta get rid of. Maybe it's God coming under our armpits saying, let me show you the rhythms of grace. Let me show you the rhythms of life that flourish, flourishing with me and others. And God walks behind us as we start learning his ways with God and with each other. Let's stand and sing to that God who invites us to that freedom with his yeses today. Amen. And so may we go from here knowing the God who said yes to us in Jesus Christ. And may we listen for the ways that we need to say no to something for the sake of God's greater yes, 
whatever is resonating in your heart today, would we say yes to God in that today and find his way of flourishing in love for him and love for others as God says yes to us and through us, yes to this world. Go in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.